You know, that's not how Sam talks. Potato chips. That's a very proper Samwise Gamgee. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Excuse me. Put them on your sandwich. Master Gollum, you know, potatoes. (laughs) Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. Put them in a stew. You know. Proper, a proper stew. Master Smeagol, you put them in a proper stew. It's a very hearty supper. Uh, so if you'd like to introduce us today. Just you, introduce the podcast? Or, or well, get us started with something. I don't have anything. I um, You're supposed to tell me you don't have anything. Oh. Hello, you're listening to Inside Trader Kroger. <laughs> formerly known as Inside Trader Blows. This is the nut milk and alt milk enthusiast podcast for all of us nutheads out there. Wait a second. No, 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 no. I didn't see you bring anything in. And joining us today, we do have a special guest. It's Jess from Everyone's a Critic. Oh, I get to play myself. Hi. Welcome to the show. I- I'm Jess. Uh, I'm Peter No Palette. Hi, Peter No Palette. I'm Jess. And we're ready to get started with today's feature product. Uh, this is a product from the Forager Company. This is organic, dairy-free cashew gurt. Stop. No. Blueberry flavor. Listen. Now, you mentioned recently that you had an experience with cashew gurt. I was wondering, while I prepare the cashew gurt for us to sample, I was wondering if you could tell the uh, Inside Trader Kroger fans all about your experience. Okay. So, I um was at a provided breakfast, which was really, really... <laughs> it may have just spilled all over the table. It's fine. That's what the towel is for. Um, I was at a provided bre- breakfast. It was very kind. Uh, people in Portland bring, well, <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's very difficult to do this while I'm watching you pour cashew gurt. Uh, and my experience was getting cashew gurt out of a large tub. I picked it up to just examine the cashew gurt. And then one of the people who provided breakfast told me it was very good and waited there until I got some on my plate. And the visual experience of watching cashew gurt come from the container to my plate. Like we just did. Like like, um, like we just did. Was um, an immeasurable amount of terror on my brain. I am stirring the cashew gurt around just to make that, sure it has a chance to breathe. I will tell you that cashew gurt um, is a hell of a lot looser than the cashew gurt that I <laughs> had previously because that is is a liquid. Um, the cashew gurt that I previously had was extremely gelatinous. So is this is this better or worse? I'm going to say better because it didn't make any glorpy sounds when it came out. And it doesn't look like something John Carpenter would make. <laughs> So, well, there you are. If you would like to sample that cashew gurt and let the listeners know how it is, I am a little disappointed in its lack of glorpiness. I will, I will be honest, Forager, a little disappointed in the lack of glorpiness. This is actually pretty good. I don't remember the brand I had. 
But uh, I mean, it doesn't taste. It tastes like nuts and not yogurt. But um, I I eat this. Well, you're listening to everyone's a critic. Uh, I guess next time I'll have to get worse cashew gurt because that was my bit. That was the whole bit. I, I honestly expected it to be a, a deeply unpleasant experience that we would all get to enjoy. But now you are just snacking on the cashew gurt freely. You're about to eat the entire serving. It's pretty good. You want some? Yeah. It's pretty I mean, good. I do. It's. I... Um, uh, I, I'm Jess. And I'm Peter No Palette. I'm I'm Peter No Palette, CEO of the Forager Company, which makes good cashew gurt, apparently. Hey, um, if anybody out there is looking for a dairy-free yogurt uh, alternative, uh, Forager cashew gurt's pretty tasty. God damn it, it's pretty good. Um, so that's, that's exciting. That's so fucking disappointing. This is now just an episode of spilled milk. It, yeah, now, now, but I'm Matthew Amster Burton. You get to be Molly Weisenberg. Oh, yeah, Natch. Natch. Natch, Natch, Natch. On this podcast, we search the internet for the most banal, most inane things people have to say about just about anything. And we gather those reviews, we curate those reviews, and we bring them to each other to surprise each other with how asinine we can all be as a population. Well put, as usual. Did not mention the dark and troubling times. Uh, which we are in. Which we are in. Trying to make each other laugh here in these dark and troubling times. A very quick intro, mercifully. Our, la- <laughs> our, our last intro is like 10 minutes long. And I will tell you, I'm bringing a topic that's going to make me a little bit feisty. And I cannot guarantee to our listeners that this is going to be a short one. Yeah, so our last... Our, <laughs> we talked about this prior. I will take this opportunity to say our last couple of episodes were under an hour which is what we strive for. Frankly, episode 69 was a little short. We don't try to hit fucking 50 minutes. No. We just, there was a lot of garbage, so we hit 50 minutes. Um, so for this one, we might just go long. I feel like we've earned it. We, we might just go long. We're going to see what happens, folks. We are all on this journey together. I have some like really long reviews. I've got like some, some stuff. I've got some stuff. I've got some fucking dirty stuff. But what, um, what are we doing for your part? Because since I'm going first. Um. Well, this my my segment has been ex- inspired by uh, listener Rachel, who has gotten me to go back to the belligerent bibliophobes book nook. I um, it's interesting what I'm experiencing right now. If we're doing like a reaction vid, yeah, a fun yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. reaction vid. First off, I'm nodding. I've got my headphones on, and I'm nodding. I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, it's awesome. I'm it's awesome. Secondly, uh. It's funny that I can't think of a single recurring segment I do where if I did it like five fucking episodes later, I guess except for the travelogue, but that's a special. That's yeah. not going to last long. You literally did this like five episodes ago. But and it, it, everybody likes it. And it's still extremely exciting. I, You know, I try not to do it too often. If I did if I did a Subway episode five episodes after doing a Subway episode, I would be reamed right now. I, well, yes, but that's <laughs> also because you're so much nicer than I am. Um... I mean, I'm fucking excited. This is my favorite segment on the show. I know. I know. So it's my this favorite, is great. You know, this is it's my favorite segment to bring, except for today when we're going to talk about things that are going to upset you. Well, oh, yeah. As if last time was <laughs> totally fine. Last time, honestly, was was close. It was close to being too serious. <laughs> um, it was not. It was not. And it was fucking awesome. I had a wonderful time with last time. Me too. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to... Get started though. Yes, 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 with, yes. With what yes, I, yes, yes. With what I found out from a couple of people online after we did it was something that people found exciting. Because you were like, "I bet, I bet fans are going to be excited for this." I'm not. 
I bet fans are, and they were. We're going to be looking at a restaurant that was featured on Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, shit! See, I knew people were going to be excited about this. I knew that it was going to be my worst nightmare and fucking pump, 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 pumped up. That's what people say. Fucking pumped up for everyone else. Yeah, they all had pumped up kicks. and Everybody yeah. had pumped up kicks. Gordon Ramsay was out there shooting all the children or whatever. <laughs> That's what that song is about. That song is about fucking shooting people. So <laughs> injecting levity into the dark times. Uh, so we're going to be looking at, I don't think, I don't think this is we an episode. We'll see. Um, so I don't know if this is an episode that you've seen. If it is, let me know. I don't remember. Sometimes we'll just like put one on and then play a board game. So let me know. Yeah, but when we do that, I purposely put my back to the television so I don't have to watch it. You would remember this one. We're going to be looking at one restaurant for the whole episode. This, wow. This is a Baltimore staple restaurant. It's fairly well known in the area. It's in the neighborhood of, of Hampton is the name of the neighborhood. It's like a historic neighborhood. Okay. And fans of Kitchen Nightmares are going to remember this one. This is Cafe Hun. Oh, okay. No, I don't know what this is. Okay. So Cafe Hun is named after uh, what is like a Baltimore phrase saying, I don't know what you would label it, but Hun is like a Baltimore thing. It's like a John Waters, hairspray, working women in the 50s, Baltimore thing, right? It's like a trademark of Baltimore. Okay. The interesting thing about the Cafe Hun episode is that rather than just being the same formula that they always do, one of the main thrusts of the episode is that it is about the owner, Denise Whiting, who at one point copyrighted the phrase hun. <laughs> uh, at, at which point the community completely turned against her because that's a fucked up thing to do. Yeah, T-Swift, what's going on? <laughs> Come on now. So, um, yeah, Denise was like, Denise sold a, sold a lot of like hun merch, uh-huh. you know? But so did other companies, because it's a tourist thing. It's- well, yeah, but also, Hun's also a Southern thing. Dolly Parton calls people Hun. Yeah, but... You can't, it- like... Right, exactly. But it's especially about... It's in the same way that, like, Keep Portland Weird. It's like if someone was just like, I'm going to trademark Keep Portland Weird, you know? Yeah. So a big part of the episode is that she has a, like, come to Jesus moment, and she says on, like, a community radio... St- probably not. Probably just a radio station. But she says on one of the radio stations in the area, I'm going to give the trademark back. I'm going to get rid of it. Because she had, like, sent cease and desist letters. Like, she- what the fuck? To whom? To Other what? people selling Hun merch. Like, she enforced oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That was the problem. She, like, enforced the trademark, which is fucked. So we're going to look at... Here's what we're doing, though. This is going to be a little more interesting than all that. There's a lot of layers of complexity to Cafe Hun and the whole thing going on there, clearly. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to have a little fun with it. We're going to look first at reviews on Yelp. Okay. And then, as a little science experiment, we're going to look at reviews on Google. It Again, I said this last episode, it deeply terrifies me that you're in a place in your life now that you well, are looking at Google reviews. I feel like we've been politely pushed by people online to look more at Google reviews. Not directly, but we've been sent a lot of Google reviews and like, hey, you know, there's a lot of funny shit on Google reviews, stuff like that, you know? I know, but and, it's usually, wading through that mire is usually my deal. Yeah, so I just want to demonstrate like what the core difference is between the two <laughs> platforms, and that's what we're going to do. All right, okay, so let's go. Yeah, we are getting started here with a Yelp review from Beth E., one star. This restaurant is owned by a nasty woman who abused staff <laughs> and customers. She tried to trademark the word hun, a term that harkens back to waitresses in the 20th century. Now, for a little bit of context, this review is from eight months ago. 
that Kitchen Nightmares episode, I think, was from like 2012. Yeah. So, uh, th- so okay. this is a fucking grudge. <laughs> I mean, it's hung around for a long ass time. The food is just not good. The meatloaf was tasteless and full of gristle. The gravy was cold. My server literally disappeared for seven minutes after I asked for coffee. Gone. No one else in charge. I had to pour my own coffee. When the server came back, she had the nerve to yell at me for it. I notified the owner via mail. What? Uh, Not uh, even email, like an actual letter, a scroll. Wrote a letter. (laughs) Yeah, sent it by carrier pigeon. Yeah, a a, a lovely slip of vellum (laughs) with a message written in blood. She responded that there was no problem. The server went to get milk, I was told. No apology at all. Do not go here. So again, eight months ago. Okay. And eight so, months ago, eight months ago, Beth E had the fucking audacity to use the phrase "nasty woman," which we're not allowed to use anymore. Yeah. That one's dead. That one's dead. That one we're got murdered. Using, we're not using that one anymore. That one got murdered on CNN. We're all done with that I one. Am waiting seven minutes for coffee is not a problem. That's not really. Not a problem. I mean, it's kind of long, but like. Okay, you can chill, though. It's cool. It's not yeah, 20. It's, it's, I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, I if you, more than 10 minutes, I would say is a long time to wait for someone to bring you more coffee. Less than 10 minutes is not a long time. And this is coming from somebody who frequently just tries to replace all of the liquids in her body with coffee. Mm-hmm. So if I can wait seven minutes for coffee, so can you. Damn right. That's my tirade. Tirade over. Taking a big stand. <laughs> Taking a big stand I'm already. Like, you can. Already going to be a long episode. I'm Three so stars. Sorry. So sorry. From Molly F. I am not a big reviewer, but I felt compelled. I never. <laughs> I never intended to go to Cafe Hun because of all the Hun copyright drama that I was pretty opposed to. But I came up here to get a haircut at Sprout. Highly recommended. And what did I see? I saw cake. Cake in the window. <laughs> well, How much for that cake in the window. <laughs> well, I am a hot-blooded American, and when cake calls, I answer. Whoa. I asked if they made it in-house. They said yes. I settled on a big slab of coconut. I do not regret it at all. I ate it whilst getting my hair cut. This is wild. <laughs> This is this is bananas, what's happening now. And it was fabulous. You know, a cake was invented in America. They didn't have cake until 1776, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's when, and, that's when cake happened. And the crazy thing was it was actually invented while someone was getting their powder wig, powdered wig cut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were getting yeah, yeah. a trim on their wig. They were getting it powdered. They were getting it powdered, but, well, but they were getting a trim, too, because they were looking at all those little pieces of white hair falling like snow, and they were like, God, I wish I had a fucking cake right now. I wish? Damn. I wish I were consuming food right now. Right this moment. And that's when cake was invented. What kind of fucking weirdo eats a cake while getting a haircut? It is weird in two directions. A, it's a nasty fucking way to eat anything. <laughs> B, that had to be fucking weird for the person cutting your hair. I love- that had to be weird. Your jaw's moving up and down. You're trying to cut hair. What the fuck? I, I love how disparate the things that we picked up in this review. I was like, <laughs> fuck, they ate it during a haircut. Whatever. Why, does, <laughs> why is this linked? Why is this linked with patriotism? And you were like, fuck patriotism. Why are they eating while they're getting their haircut? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> One star. Sherry W. Wow. 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 
if the Brad Pitt movie Seven was a restaurant, it'd be Hun's Cafe. What? <laughs> this is Yelp. This wow. is Yelp. This is the Yelp study. Wow. Wow. Brad Pitt movie Seven was a restaurant. It'd be Hun's Cafe. Wow. Just the atmosphere alone is enough to make you want to give up your citizenship and move to Sweden. What's in the cake? What's in the cake? What's in the cake? Just terminal drabness. Drabbiness. Sorry. If you've ever met the owner, you know this is her restaurant. The same dreary vibe of the cafe is present in her heart and soul. She worries about copyrights and patents. She would do well to worry about her shitty menu and shittier customer service. You can just say shitty on Yelp. <laughs> FYI, the waitresses do their best. But if shit flows downhill, her shitty attitude is an avalanche. Wow. Wow. This is crazy. Isn't Yelp a fun platform? <laughs> Isn't Yelp just a fucking just a fucking ball pit of laughs? Yeah, you hop in and then like you're you're splashed around in the ball pit. Yelp is the ball pit you get lice from. Exactly. You're you're in the ball pit and then you're and then you start putting one, you look at the red one and you're like, that's like an apple, and you try to eat it. And your mom's like, Don't fucking do that. That thing's got fucking ten different diseases. Don't do that. Don't do that. And that ball was Sherry's review. I it's it's the ball pit you get lice from because you think it's gonna be safe. You're like, it's okay, I'm just gonna get in the ball pit, it's gonna be fine, and boom, lice. <laughs> we have a one star review. No shit. From Raffi M. GF said this place was awesome because she saw on TV. The sandwich she ordered was terrible and couldn't finish it. Waitress noticed she had issues, so she asked for a salad and still got it wrong. I ordered a chicken sandwich and it was okay. I hate reviewing one star to businesses, but it is what it is. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Not a, now here's two things about Yelp. Two things that are fun. Not a capital letter harmed in that review. Oh boy. Also, four people found that review useful. Oh good. Which is fucking insane. Do not get salad. Do, do not get sandwich. Also threw their girlfriend under the bus. Girlfriend said this place was awesome because she saw it on TV. Fuck girlfriend. Turns out girlfriend's dumb as fuck. This place sucks. I hate it. One star. <laughs> one, Thanks anyway. One star. Thanks anyway. We do have a monster, a monster one star review. This is our next to last one. Okay. One star. This is a three parter. Oh, shit. I'm scared. It's a novel. Hold me. This is from Just M. Just went to Cafe Hun tonight and was excited that we may have a good meal after Gordon Ramsay was there. The food was cold, bland, and just a mess. As a Baltimore girl, I take pride in crab cakes. My husband ordered the crab cake, took one bite, and had to go to the bathroom. That is not a good sign. It's also nothing. No one's ever taken one bite of something and then immediately had to go throw up. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but like, come on. Come on. Let's Unless chill. it was poisoned. Okay, but it wasn't. <laughs> Fine. Okay, just trying to get a little intrigue. No okay. but. No but. The waitress asked how our meal was. I told her that my husband was sick from the crab cake. She said, oh, maybe he is allergic to crab. <laughs> I laughed my ass off and said, if he's allergic to crab, come to my house and watch him eat crabs with no problem. Phrasing. Fra phrasing. 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 She then said, <laughs> she then said, well, maybe he doesn't have good food at home. Oh. Oh. Now, oh. I'm, now I'm a Baltimore girl. I have never heard anyone say anything like this in my life. So twice we've established Baltimore girl. 
The yeah. second time, really not relevant. Are you going to lay this person out? Like, what happens next? What do they do in Baltimore? Do us all a favor and save your money. Maybe they need another visit with Gordon Ramsay. And maybe they need to hire competent people. Save your money. They suck. <laughs> so that was fun. We do have a response from Denise Whiting. From, from Denise herself? Now, here's the thing. Denise Whiting replies to a lot of reviews. She doesn't tend to reply to the really out there ones, so I didn't get a lot of them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the ones I brought. Uh, but she replies to a lot of stuff. I sincerely apologize that you were disappointed with your experience at Cafe Hun. As the owner, I take pride in everything we serve. All the wait staff are instructed to ensure that all the guests' food is to their liking, and if they are not completely satisfied, to offer them something else. If the server's response was not satisfactory, which it was not, why did you why did you not speak with management? Your husband's meal would have been immediately replaced with food that was suitable to his palate, without question. You also do not mention what you ate. Constructive criticism is always welcome, but I have to wonder about a review with so few details and such a negative response. Did you really eat here, or do you just not like the owner? Wow, so Denise is very used to people just being like, I heard the owner was... A fucking dumbass. Because that's that's what people do. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's what that's what be, I I imagine all of the Google reviews are just I heard the owner was a dumbass. And dumbass is spelled incorrectly. Don't count your chickens. We're going to get there. Okie dokes. And then we have an updated review from Just M. <gasps> Denise, I was really impressed with your response to my post until the very end. Now, I will just remind everyone, Just M's initial post ended with, save your money, they suck, all caps. Yeah. How very sad that you think this is an attack on you, because as you say, I may not like the owner. I have never met you, never had a conversation with you, so I cannot say that I don't like you. For your information, I did not ask for the manager because I had to get my husband out of there. Secondly, I had the four cheese mushroom grilled cheese sandwich, not a difficult sandwich to make. And this is not my first time at Cafe Hun, but it will be my last. I would have certainly given your restaurant another chance after reading the first part of your message. But once I read the ending, I couldn't believe that you could that you would talk to potential customers that way. Cafe Nun should be your name. How long do you think it took him to think of that one? Not the only person to say that. Wow. Many, many, many Cafe Nun comments. Do they know it's not that funny? No. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. Whatever cracks you up, I guess. But the man, the kettle is just so black. <laughs> right? Just, just right? hard inside and out. Too. Oh, Good my God. grief. <laughs> I can't believe you talk to potential customers that way, but all but, of your staff are incompetent pieces of shit. And you do suck. You do suck ass. Excuse me, you do suck ass. We have one last review. Just to tie this Yelp study together. A small one. One star from Ann B. I waited 30 minutes for a soggy grilled cheese sandwich that cost $10. I don't plan on ever going back. <laughs> what? And we're about 30 minutes in. Let's transition. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, Book Nook. Are book you ready? Nook. Let's book do nook. it. Book Nook. Book Nook. Book Nook. Um, so, we are going to be talking about one of my, my other favorite kind of book that isn't children's literature. We're going to be talking about poetry. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> 
just the transition of your faces just then was a true work of art. <coughs> what just happened to you, the glee of we are going to talk about poetry? I get to use my creative writing degree to the horror of, no, we're going to re- read reviews of other people talking about poetry. Oh, God. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was somebody offering me fucking pecan pancakes and then eating them right in front of me. <laughs> Really nasty Uh, shit. (laughs) We are going to talk about a poet that I. uh, We're going to talk about a contemporary poet, like a like somebody right now, which I usually don't do. Yeah, yeah, okay. But this is a poet I I like quite a bit. Um, We are going to talk about Ruby Kaur. Oh, I'm not familiar. Ruby Kaur writes free verse poetry. Uh, You've probably seen it. Um, A lot of her poetry is shared on social media, like. That was a big way that she got popular. They're typically like, the, she she writes long form poetry too, but typically they're pretty short poems. She writes a lot about femininity and womanhood and love and trauma. Um, she reminds me a little bit of like E.E. E. Cummings, a similar style. She plays with typography, mostly lowercase letters. Uh, and she's also an artist and does line art. Uh, drawings to go with her poems. Okay. Her first anthology was Milk and Honey um, that came out a few years ago and I read and I really, really enjoyed. The one we're going to talk about today is The Sun and Her Flowers, her most recent anthol- uh, like collection. Okay. So I just, I want us to all go into this knowing that her poetry is free verse, tends to be very free form. Uh, some of them are very short. Some of them are like three lines long. Some of them are longer. But... Okay, and also, if I had to guess at what these reviews are going to be, not unprecedented. Like, like that, that's a style. That's a that's style. Like an established it's, style. As someone with a master's in creative writing, you can tell us all that that's a style of poetry. That's like totally valid. <laughs> LSE has a one-star review. Not very mature. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry to say, I was expecting more mature poetry. This seemed to me like something a hormonal teen would write. Subject of poems, pretty immature point of view. That's just my opinion as a middle-aged person. So if you're younger, like 15, it may be five star for you. I wish the author well in her growth. Holy fuck. (laughs) That's the kind of fire we're going to start with? We're going to start there. That's the fucking grind we're going to hop onto right now? And I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you that both Milk and Honey and this book, New York Times bestsellers. (laughs) <laughs> I and I just have to assume the subject matter is not immature. It's not about like fucking Grand Theft Auto. No, um, no. This will actually be helpful for our next review. I'm gonna read this review and then I'm gonna tell you a little more about the what this collection of poems is about. Sure. Okay. Striving for good has a one star review. Beware of content. If I had read the reviews before I bought this, I would not have bought it. It is disgusting and has disgusting sexual drawings. Absolutely not for younger teen readers or anyone with morals. Okay, so it's immature, but it is about hardcore fucking. Yeah, it's just about whips and chains. It is not. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I assume not. It's uh, about womanhood. Right. Which, unfortunately, also m- means that it's about sexual assault, and it's about her mom and it's about love and breakup and falling in love again and falling in love with yourself and recovering from trauma the that's what the poems are about so so maybe our first reviewer accidentally picked up a mad magazine <laughs> maybe maybe just picked up 
Well, I was going to say Shel Silverstein, but Shel Silverstein is an immature as a poet, just writes poems for children. I think maybe a Mad Magazine. Maybe a Mad Magazine. Or maybe like an, an Electronic Monthly or something. Yeah, or maybe. Like, just picked up the CNET Magazine and was like, this poetry is terrible. Yeah, or like a KB Toys catalog. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, Wow. That first review is fucked up. I know. I know. That's why I wanted to get it. I wanted to set the tone. I'm trying to be funny, but like, that's a fucked up one. I know. it, But it's so baffling to me. Bonnie has a one star review. Bonnie, don't fucking do this to me. Unoriginal and overrated. Poetry for people who don't know what good writing is. This reads like a seventh grader's diary. Honestly, This actually is my diary from middle school, and I could probably have written it. I just don't really see what all the hype is over Rupee. There are so many talented poets and writers in the world that have existed throughout time. I get the whole micro-poetry thing is hip and trendy, but seriously, how much risk did this author put into her creative work? For millennials to consider the singular phrase, together we are an endless conversation, next to an elementary sketch of a phonograph printed on a single page as beautifully written or artistic is totally embarrassing. Vomit. To be completely honest, I bought this book just so I could read it out loud and laugh at how pathetic it is over a glass of wine. Or five. This review, this review, brought to you live from the back corner booth at an Applebee's. (laughs) Take them down. That reviewer's partner is a cop. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) At no point. The thing that I like about this is that at no point do they give a reason that they do not enjoy Rupee's style of poetry. They do not give any critical feedback at all. It's just, I don't like it. You know what else is a small poem? (laughs) A haiku. Yeah. Which is a rich and beautiful tradition dating back millennia. Yeah. Micro poetry is trendy and hip. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So do you think, do you think they, um, do you think they honk down a whole sleeve of saltines for dinner every night or just as a treat? Just as a treat. Okay. God damn it. I have a one-star review from Amazon customer. I bought this for my ex-girl. Then she broke up with me. I would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to bring us back up a little bit. You want one more? Bring us back up a little bit? Yeah, this get, is a one-star review from Jose. Get fucking cream corned. One star. There was nothing inside the envelope I received in the mail. It was empty. <laughs> Whoopsie Baisy. <laughs> Whoopsie Baisy. Little a little Bezos Baisy. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are you ready to get back into it? Yeah, yeah. TJ. You know what? Speaking of poetry, that empty envelope, a metaphor. A metaphor. A a metaphor. A true metaphor. For the hearts and souls of these reviewers. TJC has a one-star review. Not what we were expecting. 
Sexually explicit poems and drawings not suitable for the 80-year-old woman we purchased it for. <laughs> Should have read more than the just the back cover. Otherwise, I'm sure it's a lovely book. What? I, I That took me so fucking long to process. Sexually explicit content is not appropriate for 80-year-old women. God, they what the They have fuck? never fucked before. <laughs> also, additionally, funny enough, one of the images that I imagine was part of what really upset people is one of the drawings in, in the book is... Uh, the lay the like a person from belly button down a person with a vagina belly button down yeah and and it's just a line drawing of uh a fucking genitals with hair on them which 80 year old women have never seen before ever yeah okay and then on the next page there's oh shit babe can i tell you this yeah yeah yeah. on the page right after that Mm -hmm. there's some titties Ooh. 80-year-old women never seen titties before. No. If they saw if they saw a fresh pair of knockers, their hair would explode. Their head No, their hair. Their no, you had it. No, no, no. No, no, no. You are correct. Uh, I don't get to redo that one, do I? Nope. Okay, fine. Okay, listen. Yeah. We're going to we're going to be dark for just a little bit longer and then and then we're going to we're going to be light again and then we'll be done, okay? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Janet has a one-star review. 256 pages of toilet paper! Oh, my God! Save the book in the closet to be used later for toilet paper. We No, we got it the first time. Not a single line is original. How can anybody call this rubbish poetry? It's garbage! Bloated ramblings of a vain narcissist. Which actually should have been... The review for a Bukowski poem, but everybody loves right. Bukowski. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bukowski is one of my faves. Talk about bloated ramblings of a vain narcissist. Yeah, well, you know, Bukowski's a dude, so exactly. it's cool. It's cool and fine. Nothing to savor or chew. Great promotion for shoddy product. A pole dancer that also types is not called a poet. What? And that, my dear, my dear partner, whom I love, that is when I lost my shit. <laughs> because when women are successful, this is the bullshit they have to deal with. Yeah. I um I'm I'm str- I'm trying in this very moment to cope with the fact that that review probably written by a professor could have easily been Oh, I hope and not. You, and you oh, would think like not. a professor in the 1950s, like fucking. Surely, surely uh, a g- professors have a Goodreads account. Come on. <laughs> like the, the Goodreads reviews were all so nice or and the bad ones were like professionally critical or they say like this really isn't my style. So I couldn't use anything from Goodreads because everybody was just pleasant. Was just nice. Everyone yeah. was nice. And if yeah. they were critical, they were professionally critical. <laughs> yeah. Oh my good god. Ooh, oh my I when I when I got to the end of that review, I just about chucked my phone. Like who are who are these who are these people? I I do not know. I do not know. It's I, I can't I can't like construct an image cuz they're they they like poetry. So you would think they'd be like fucking worldly even a little bit. Even a little bit. 
Nah. No, they think that grandmas haven't seen Vag. Yeah. What the fuck? I hate to break it to you, everybody, but your grandma's seen Vag. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, Summer has a three-star review. Okay. I liked her other stuff better. It had some good parts. It's based on her life, so you can't complain too much, I guess. <laughs> she has a lot about her mom, which was pretty boring. You know, this is a step up. <laughs> I know it's a step up. You should have considered the order a little bit. And uh, see, this is we're coming back. We're coming out of the valley of death. Yeah, this is a soft we landing. Have, we have survived the valley. I started uh, by crashing the plane directly yeah. into the valley, and now we're just about to crest the Alpine hills into Switzerland, out of Nazi Austria. So <laughs> we're getting there. Brontosaurus has a five-star review. We're going to end on this. Life-changing. This book is so far from my normal, but came highly recommended. I have four kids and never have a chance to read, and I read this book from start to finish in less than two hours. This book is amazing. Just purchased Milk and Honey, and I can't wait to read it. What was that reviewer's name? Brontosaurus. 2020. Yes! Let's go! Brontosaurus 2020 saved us from the shit in the mire. Brontosaurus 2020, 2020 has a brainstem, brainstem, brainstem. A pole dancer who can also type is not a poet. Sorry, I only brought one spoon. <laughs> it, w- it would have been nice to have two spoons for that one. I Honestly, my brain will not come up with the tune for our mailbox jingle. <clears throat> if your life stop, is stop, a stop, fucking stop. mess. If your life is a fucking mess, send us mail on the pony distress. <laughs> hey, it's our mailbox segment. So let's do it. Let's, let's get the fucking chemistry going. Where uh, are we okay, at? Okay, Where are okay, we okay, at? Okay, 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 All right. Okay, okay, okay. I, hey, 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 I, hey, hey. No, hey. no, no. I'm going to go first. Oh. Now that we've had that, I mean, that's going to be audio fucking hell. Well, go, go. All right. We, I am going to thank some iTunes reviewers. We haven't done that in a while. Um, I'm going to thank Flame Spirit, Ben Brad, Ryu, uh, Ruzi, and our gooding 20 thank you so much for leaving us some positive reviews on itunes uh if you have not had a chance to review us yet but you would like to it'd be super cool those itunes reviews really help um and they make me smile and they make me smile too they're all they're all very nice uh do you have anything else uh, yeah, we were sent a funny review by a regular contributor to the show, at Stabby Justice. Thank hey, you for thanks, that. thanks, at Stabby Justice. We were sent a five-star review for a uh, for an urgent care center. This is a Google review by Trudy, a local guide. Five stars. Important to note, every word that is not a uh, preposition or an article does have a capital first letter. <laughs> I would recommend my friends to go urgent care. I'm very impressed how welcoming nurse doctor staff listened well. Left ear infected. 
Bladder condition, I can't hold bladder, have accidents. <laughs> Had me Trudy, parentheses, true to God, give urine sample. My left wrist got sprained, surprised me Trudy, true, parentheses, true to God, by taking x-ray. Thank you, urgent care. Listen, an <laughs> urgent care customer who also types is not a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. We we were just getting our energy back. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, listener Liz sent us a review on email for a posture corrector. The picture that is attached to the review on Amazon is just like from knees up, just total dick angle. Just complete dick angle. I don't know what that means. You're going to have to show it, me. Like knees oh, up. Oh, okay. The it's... camera's angled so that the focus is 100% on the dick. Okay. Um, and this person is wearing the posture corrector over some sweatpants. <laughs> and their dick, presumably. <laughs> um, this is a five-star review for the posture corrector by Pope. The posture corrector tolls for thee. When doubt haunts me, when disappointments stare at me in the face and I see not one ray of hope upon the horizon I turn to the posture corrector before my grundle was a sacrament to rotting humanity it did wonders to sculpt my grundle region before I was trapped in a loveless marriage and my stepchildren had grown to resent me thank you posture (laughs) corrector for saving my marriage (laughs) so thank you for that Liz Uh, we also received an email from listener Eric about reviews for the healthcare sector, hospitals, etc. Um, and I'm not going to read any of the reviews because I've reread this email many, many times and I've read the reviews many, many times. And I think I'm going to bring it. We have All shied right. away from bringing reviews for things that are so serious. You and I have both spent a vague amount of time in hospitals for some vague reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to do it. So get excited, listeners, for just to talk about hospitals on an upcoming episode. All right. All right. And thank you, listener Eric. Um, and then I have just a few more reviews from brand new uh, emailer, listener B Y U E. So thank you. And this is a review for Nirvana's Nevermind by Nirvana 8. Five stars. This is the best CD I own, period, aside from Metallica. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole, th- I, the whole I, thing. I actually own the band, Metallica, mm-hmm. and this is the best CD aside from them. Yeah, actually, um, my name is Jeff, you know, <laughs> that one. Jeff Metallica? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, I, I can change my name to whatever I want because I'm Jeff, you know, that one. And uh, yeah, I own Metallica <laughs> now. Okay. I know so little about music. I thought maybe Jeff was the lead singer of Metallica at first. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jeff from Metallica. And then I understood what you were saying. Yeah, the lead singer from Metallica. I Jeff Bezos? No, we make enough Jeff Bezos jokes. I'm uh, not trying to do that. No, Jeff, the lead singer from Metallica. Okay. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked because what we should be talking about is Cafe Hun. <laughs> Quick bit of context about Cafe Hun that I, I missed because there was a lot. Uh, Cafe Hun has the, uh, it wasn't relevant to the Yelp reviews. The front door of Cafe Hun is like ensconced with a very large pink flamingo. 
Okay, so more John Waters stuff. Uh, yeah, John yeah, Waters, yeah, yeah. Baltimore, yeah, yeah. John Waters, Pink Flamingo. Beehive wigs. Yeah. Gotta, 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 gotta. That whole thing. There's a giant Pink Flamingo, and when you walk in, there's a uh, statue of Elvis that like greets you. Nice. Kitsch, kitsch, kitsch. It's really just the whole kitsch thing, which is very divisive. I love it. We're going to be looking at Google reviews as part of our study to see why I don't often look at Google reviews. I'm so scared. Uh, so on Yelp, Cafe Hun has a two and a half star average, which is shocking. Yeah, it's shit. frankly Cafe Hun. I looked at their menu; they're they're expensive. I don't know the area, so maybe it's relatively maybe it's fine. fine. A burger with fries is like sixteen dollars. Wow! So for a diner, that's fucking expensive. That's, you cannot wow. get around that. Okay. Um, a burger a burger comes with chips, and that's twelve dollars. To get the fries, you pay an extra four. It's honestly kind of menacing. Okay. That's not every burger either. That's like their their like special yeah. burger is going to be 16 with fries. Um, real wild shit. So let's look at these Google reviews here. We do have a five-star review from Deanna, a local guide. <laughs> I have never been to your restaurant, but I will visit next time I'm in the area. I just watched you on Kitchen Nightmares with Chef Gordon Ramsay, and when he brought you that pink flamingo gift, it was so cute. All those hugs and kisses, oh my, lol. Looks like a looks like a wonderful restaurant. Can't wait to see for myself. Lol. Five stars from Angela. In what is the only review they've ever written? While I have never been to the restaurant myself. I believe that this place deserves a second chance. I have watched Kitchen Nightmares, and it's good that you have redeemed yourself and have become a better owner of Cafe Hun. Also, I did notice some of the bad reviews, and I believed some positivity was needed. Good luck, and God bless you. So, is what we're going to find on Google that most people haven't actually been there? We do have a five-star review from Brian Pants. <laughs> Although I did not eat here... <laughs> Although I did not eat here and only saw you on Kitchen Nightmares, I was very happy to Google you and see that you guys are doing very well. It took a lot of courage to admit you were wrong on national television. You really inspired me to write a few wrongs of myself. Touchdown, lol. Okay. And for the record, Denise Whiting is responding to all of these to say thank you. Of course, of yeah. course. With a lot of emojis, because it's Google. Yeah. Lots of kisses, lots of kissy faces. Listen, it's her birthday on Facebook. <laughs> it's fine. It's Five fine. stars from Kyle. I haven't been because I live in another country. Stop. Let's get that again. I live in another country. But Is I'll it Latvia? But I'll give it five stars. Why Latvia? Just the first one you had? You know, it's a big a big supporter of Kitchen Nightmares, Latvia. <laughs> Lot, lot of fans of let's, Kitchen let's Nightmares in Latvia. Why, why do you think that? Let's yes and to this one. Um, Because Latvians really look up to Gordon Ramsay uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, entrepreneurship is big in Latvia. And, um, you know, there's this a big new- old statue in Riga of Gordon Ramsay. But I'll give it five stars to balance out all the negative reviews from people who haven't been. I saw a lot of negative reviews. Fuck off! Fuck off! No, fuck off! I saw a lot of negative re- reviews from people who haven't been. That is really unfair. Good luck to the business. Sending positivity your way. This is bullshit. So all we're doing is we're just reminding ourselves that everything is bullshit, but Google is the most bullshit? Five stars. <laughs> from Ka TJ. Ka! A local guide. 
if Uber if Uber delivered to Australia, big kitchen nightmares community in Australia. <laughs> They just really look up to Gordon Ramsay as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is really big in Australia. And in Canberra, they have a big statue of Gordon Ramsay. I mean, they do like big statues, as we've discussed <laughs> previously do, in the show. In so that, that recurring segment that hasn't come back yet. This bit's got legs. <laughs> I would definitely eat your food. After watching you and your amazing staff on TV just now and reading quite a number of reviews, I can see the business is thriving, and I would love to have that experience one day. <laughs> to which Denise said, wow, all the way from Australia. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. We do have a five-star review, though. Oh, shit, what? From Alina. Now, this was translated by Google. From what language? Italian. Big, big community of kitchen nightmares in Italy. Huge statue of Gordon Ramsay in Rome. I've never been to you, but I <laughs> but I put five stars for how she acted in the movie with Gordon, Nightmare Restaurants. And because she apologized... <laughs> when is it coming out? I need to see Nightmare Restaurants, the movie. And because she apologized for the mistakes made, this makes them honor. Congratulations from Italy. Good luck with the restaurant, Alina. They're just really big into entrepreneurship in Italy. To which Denise responded. And wow. it has been translated by Google because she responded in Italian. <laughs> Molto bene. Thank you so much for your fantastic review from Italy. I appreciate you taking the time to send you this data, which makes me so happy to read your kind words. Correct. Perfect. Okay, now we're going to dig into some weird shit. Oh, okay, your whole posture just changed. So, Everything is new now. Let's go. New shit. This is some shit that you and I discussed in very vague terms before recording. Oh, my gosh. It's Dan. Oh, my gosh. So Dan posted a review to Cafe Han on Google, and it was so fucking wild that I, I, I looked at Dan's account to see what else they'd reviewed, which... Uh, we already agreed a long time ago we weren't going to do on the show because it's like weird and stalkery. Yeah. We're going to break that rule a little bit. This is a one-star review from Dan for Cafe Hun. They falsely advertised online, but on menu, that they have gingerbread pancakes. <laughs> but in fact, don't sell them. <laughs> the audacity. Denise responded very politely with a recipe for gingerbread pancakes. Fuck them up, Denise. Somebody else got on to respond. This is a review from Jamie. Five stars. I've never been to Cafe Hun, but I just watched the episode on Kitchen Nightmares and decided to look up the restaurant's current reviews. This review is in response to Dan's one-star review from six months ago, complaining that the... Christ. Which is <laughs> we're already fucking bananas thing that's, to say. That's, that's where you stop. Say that sentence out loud to yourself before you type it. Maybe take a walk. Like breathe, drink some coffee. <laughs> Complaining that the restaurant didn't make gingerbread pancakes. Denise, you handled that review so gracefully. Not only did you explain and apologize, you gave him your recipe for the pancakes? I would have given him a recipe for a piping hot plate to shut up. My favorite dish, just like Mama used to make. Crying laughter emoji. I hope this review counterbalances his absurd one-star review. And if I'm ever in your area, I'll stop by for dinner. Would you like to hear another review by Dan? 
I, I would. I would. This is a review for DSW Designer Shoe Warehouse. It's a one-star review. Website said they had Jessica Simpson sleeper boots, but had none. Very disappointing. You know what is funny? They did have gingerbread pancakes. <laughs> As little booties. <laughs> little gingerbread booties. Uh, now, that review is from 11 months ago. Little bonus review from a year ago by Dan for Hunt Valley Town Center. Went to DSW for my wife. Bought Jessica Simpson slipper boots. <gasps> so the wife destroyed the Jessica Simpson slipper boots, and then they stopped carrying them. What a travesty. Ooh. Also, just in case you know, what the fuck are Jessica Simpson slipper boots? I have no idea. Cool. The literally the only thing I know about Jessica Simpson is she used to be married to Nick Lachey and we share a name. <laughs> it's Simpson. The last name revealed. Reve- that's it. My name is Jessica Simpson. Now, if you Google Jessica Simpson, you'll find you'll a picture. Fi- I'm right there. That's what I look like. <laughs> we have one more of you. We're going to put this bit to bed now that we're an hour in to this fucking episode. I have not started my second portion. It's bad. It's bad. We knew it would be. We're going to end on this one. It's a real club banger. This is a three-star review from Holly, and I think this sums up my feelings on Google reviews and why I tend to go to Yelp. Three stars. Oops. Wrong number. Sorry. Fuck the fuck (laughs) off. Yoinks in a way. Okay. I was so looking forward to that. Oh, what a fun fucking time that was. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hey, are you ready to talk about some more poetry? Yeah. Are we on the same author? No. Ooh, okay. We're going to talk about. Don't fuck me. Are you about to fuck me? Um, no. I thought about it. You you thought about bringing my favorite, didn't I, you? No, I brought my favorite instead. Okay, but you thought about it. I thought so long and hard about bringing your favorite poet. And then I remembered that three years ago, I said I would marry you. And I, well, three years ago, you said you would marry me. And I like that arrangement and I want to keep it. We're going to talk about E.E. E. Cummings. Okay. All right. Because I'm doing a whole thing, you know? I'm it's doing a, a whole... It's a whole... I'm doing a whole free verse... Experimental poetry ty- typo- thing. Ty- typographical poetry thing. Yeah. I've always loved E.E. E. Cummings. He's one of my favorite... He's probably my favorite male poet. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, at least... My favorite male poet who's dead... Okay. ...is E.E. E. Cummings. Okay. Because now my eyes have been open to, like, not white people poetry, which is... Mm. Better, generally. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, when you're in school, they just read you white people poetry. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Thinking back to my experiences, yeah. Yeah. One hundo dundo. Yeah, exactly. But I love E.E. E. Cummings, and I still love E.E. E. Cummings. Um, we are, it was surprisingly difficult to find a lot of reviews for uh, his, I was going to do his complete, like, works, because that's what you find most of, is you find, you know, complete works, 1913 to 19... 19- 64 yeah. Cummings. But we're going to do um, 100 selected poems. And we're going to start like this. It's a one-star review from Automated Message. <laughs> so this guy could have saved us all a whole hell of a lot of a time if he had just come to the point. Could have put a little pamphlet stating how he liked sunshine and cute little things going on in the park and went on his merry skip to my Lou way. Instead, 
He's got professors tripping on acid, frothing at the gills to extol his merits. <laughs> this thing's even cheaply bound. I'd recommend the publisher, should the worst be realized and another edition get printed, use a softer stock next time so it's easier to wipe my bottom with the pages. There's um, there's an interesting sort of shit fetish happening yeah, with these. With, with uh, free verse poetry and yeah. Amazon reviewers. I mean, sorry to be blue, but I'm just calling it as I see it. I know. You gotta you gotta call a horse a horse, and you gotta call a a, a, a feces fetish what it is. <laughs> um, so that's fun. One star from Steve. This is not my taste, even a little bit. Well, damn, Steve. What do you like? Little 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 country western. <laughs> he only reads Wordsworth. Only. <laughs> If it doesn't fucking, if it doesn't have like four stanzas and slant rhyme, he fucking hates it. You like your scrambled eggs in bed, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Let's hear it, Steve. License to Laugh Loudly has a three-star review. What's up with these Wait, editors? What, what was Steve's review? That that was it. Wait, this wh- is not my taste, even a little bit. Oh. Oh, well, fuck me. Sorry. I was expecting content. All right, move along. That's move along, fine. that's yeah, it. Fuck it. Fuck you, Steve. Steve wrote an E.E. E. Cummings poem with punctuation. <laughs> License to Laugh Loudly has a three-star review. What's up with these editors? My favorite poem isn't included. Can't believe it. And I just, I brought that one because the one, the, because it was a three-star review, which I thought was fun. Yeah. The one star review page is so just so many people who cannot get their rocks off because I carry you in my heart is not in this book. Oh, that's like it's so it's a real thing. It's like it's a, a whole real, thing. Like and and that's specifically the poem everybody is looking for. Everybody's like, I carry you in my heart is not in this book, and how am I supposed to finish? So why would they if if it's so well known that like people call it out and I. I don't know E.E. E. Cummings. Oh, okay. I haven't read E.E. E. Cummings in like a decade. Weirdly enough, not ever taught in any of my classes. Never once I taught. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. And it doesn't surprise me either, but it is a little strange. Because, I, I mean, E.E. W- e. Cummings was like important. Yeah, I never studied E.E. E. Cummings either. He was just one of my mom's faves, so I read a lot of him. Because, I mean, we did read Bukowski every now and then. Not yeah. not like Focus, <laughs> but like Bukowski came up. So why not Cummings? I don't why know. Why not Cummings? Because E. Cummings never fucked an alarm clock. So <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, but that's... Why would they exclude... The, do you know that poem? Why would they exclude yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just... I, I assume that it just wasn't part of the... Like, it didn't go with the rest of the poems in the selection. I mean, he wrote a fuck ton of poems. Yeah. Um, I, carry, I carry you in my heart is like typically included in his like books collections of poetry like he's got a couple of collections that are specifically geared towards like younger readers it's usually included in that or it's usually included with a collection of other romantic poems or it's included in his book of erotic poetry which is a fun read if you didn't know e cummings like to write erotic poetry uh, no i need, i did know that yeah <laughs> he good it, shit it's, yeah. it's some good shit um but it's it's the very famous one that i carry your heart with me i carry it in my heart okay um so I guess my well my best guess is that some bean counter at what Norton Penguin 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 I think uh was like damn this book is is thick as fuck uh how can we cut down printing costs okay well everyone already has this one on their fridge anyway so rip basically right out basically all right all right 
Not Mark Twain has a three-star review. Unsinging who every decade. Read, gag, forget. Spectacle young heads question. Professor, professors didn't get it. What but pretend and confused their why? Oh, well, maybe in a decade hence in order what? It was better the first time. Surely, I forgot forgettable. No, it really is just a doodle on the bathroom wall. So when when you said we were doing this, my initial guess was like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some silly like e coming style negative reviews i just know they're gonna do it and it's gonna be fucking lame and then we and i and then you read some that weren't and i was like okay maybe we're good maybe we're good and then we did it you know i had to slip one in there i had to just slip one in there you give me i mean how many were there a lot a lot a lot a a disappointing number well okay there was only 64 reviews for this whole thing oh wow a lot of the one-star reviews were taken up with people being upset that i carry you in my heart was not in this book so it was mostly the like two and three star reviews um but i would say there were probably like 10 or 11 in the two and three star reviews that were like just some words but if you're gonna pretend to write an e cummings poem as your review, don't fucking capitalize it. Yeah. You fucking plebe. Yeah. Don't what use a, punctuation. What a fucking nub. What a fucking nub. <laughs> Speaking of capitalization. Can I, this will be, so we've been doing Twitter questions every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, let us know. Is it good or bad that, is this, is this the E. Cummings book you found that, that had like the most reviews? Yeah, basically. Is it good or bad? Because I honestly don't know that this has far fewer reviews than a pair of $12 handcuffs on Amazon. It, does it just mean that the people that got it didn't see the need to review it because it's established good quality stuff? Yeah. Does it mean that Amazon managed to deliver them all? Like, <laughs> or... Or it, does it mean that we're declining as a society and we'd rather just fucking prepare for fuck. intruders? I Or fuck. Yeah. Um, we're going to end. Are you ready to end? Yes. <laughs> this is four stars from Yuri. E.E. E. Cummings poems applicable to today's society. This delivers an effective compilation and frames it with an introduction that explains how amazing this poet really is. In a world dominated by hypocrisy veiled in meaningless procedures and technicalities and supported by misguided veneration of randomly applied rule of law, Cummings' poems serve to expose lies and transcend the values of Western society. There is a great deal to learn from E.E. Cummings. This book is a good start. Only a good start, though. Only a good start. Then you should read the Communist Manifesto. Yep, yep. Uh, Anarchist Cookbook. Get in there. Yeah. Uh, Antonin Artaud's Manifesto on the Theater of Cruelty is a fun one. Okay, let's just whip that out. Let's whip that out, that old chestnut. We're all yeah. on that. Everybody's on that. Everybody's, Every- on everybody's that. read that one. It turns out there's actually in Bulgaria a huge community. They have a statue to uh, to to Antonin Artaud. Thank you for saying. You the know, father of the Theater of Cruelty. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. So folks, thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in for this one. A little <laughs> wacky, a little scattered, but we think we pulled it together to produce a product that's pretty good for you. Um just just for the record, because it's been mentioned a couple times, uh currently this episode is at an hour and fifteen minutes. So if it's uh, significantly shorter than that, we did a good job. And Hopefully. if it's not, you got extra content. So <laughs> lucky, we're all, you, lucky you. There we're you all go. winners. Yeah. Um, 
If you'd like to get in touch with us, we are available on email at foreveracritic at gmail.com, on Twitter at Critic Everyone, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Critic Everyone. And I would like to make, I would like to thank the fine folks that make our free music that we use for free. That is uh, Guillaume Tucker with Bebop Molecule. That's our little mail segment bop. We got uh, Jazar with Green Lights, which is the song you're about to hear. And we got Steve Combs with Drag Chain, which makes our fucking awesome fucking intro, which is free. Which is crazy. Crazy. Uh, super good. And a fucking bomb. Um, I, I mean, I'd love to... I, I, there's a dream intro song that I've always wanted to use. We contacted that band. They never got back to us. Maybe someday that'll happen. But until then, it's a good one. It's a fucking good one. So, whatevs. Hot, hot whatevs. And again, uh, let us know. Is it is it good or bad that E.E. E. Cummings gets fewer reviews than rubber spatulas? Because uh, those get hundreds of reviews. It turns out they're just rubber spatulas. They pretty much just do their thing. And on that note... We'll catch you next Wednesday. Bum 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 b